Appreciate that. Want to thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. Um, this is a uh, 2020 internet marketing game plan. Uh, we're going to cover a lot of things. I got a couple notes before we get started. Uh, first of all, I'm not a professional speaker, so kind of bear with me. I've rehearsed this a couple times. I think we should be done in about 40 to 45 minutes, uh, but I'm going to do my best to make it entertaining, but most importantly, provide you some value. Uh, we have some companies of different sizes on here, uh, all the way from a, uh, I believe, a, a single residential seal coating company, all the way up to someone who does large commercial projects. So some of the things that I say may be applicable to you, may not, um, let you use your best judgment on what, what will work and what won't. Uh, at the end of this, there's a quick three question survey that, uh, you know, I'd love to have your feedback just to see uh, the value of the web of the uh, presentation and we can go from there. All right, let's get going. So what we're gonna cover is we're gonna look at some high level goals and how marketing can help you achieve some of your revenue goals. Uh, we're going to then dive into your website and spend a few minutes looking at your website. Uh, I'm gonna give you some ideas as far as how to make your website a conversion leading, uh, a con optimized better for conversions. Uh, then we're also gonna look in reputation. Uh, online reputation, there's a lot of statistics about it. A lot of business owners I talk to kind of downplay the importance of it. I want to shed some light on that and kind of give you some ideas of how you can manage your reputation and use that as an asset in selling. Uh, then we're going to dive into all the different online marketing channels. Uh, that's going to be a high level of the, the different channels. It's not going to be in depth. Uh, we are going to be doing a series of webinars over the course of the year. Uh, that you can use, that you can attend, and those are going to be more granular and you can look at those better. Um, the goal of this webinar is for you to kind of, for me to give you, share some uh, knowledge, uh, arm you with information so that you can go back and look at your marketing plan, see where the deficiencies are, see what next steps you need, need to take, put together a a plan and then put it into action. So hopefully that you can kind of crush your 2020 goals. So who am I? Uh, my name is Jason Shear. Obviously, if you haven't figured that one out yet, uh, I'm the owner of 28 Circles. Uh, 28 Circles is a full service internet marketing company. Uh, we specialize in working with asphalt contractors and asphalt maintenance contractors. This is version 2.0 of uh, 28 Circles. I started the company about eight years ago. Uh, we were doing basically local SEO for businesses here in the Denver space. We were covering everything from roofers to attorneys uh, for different reasons. I ended up partnering and doing some white labeling and ended up in-house at an agency that specifically worked with attorneys. Uh, five years later, now I'm starting this back up, uh, doing a lot of research on different niches that I can focus in on. Um, I stumbled across asphalt contractors. I think that your market has been greatly underserved and that anyone that starts doing some online marketing can start crushing it. Um, prior to that, I was in direct mail and printing, uh, averaged probably sent about a million postcards a month or postcards in different direct mail. So there's a good chance that at some point in time, something that I designed or printed ended up in your, your mailbox. Sorry about that, but it's a living. Um, and I'm currently in the process of writing a book. It's a how-to book, The Complete Guide to Internet Marketing for Paving Contractors. Uh, I'm hoping to have that done June or July. 
we'll see how that goes. It's my first, my first chance of uh, first ticket writing a book. All right. So we're going to talk about uh, goal setting. I think goals are a huge, are super important. Um, I know at either the end of last year or the beginning of this year, you probably sat down and reviewed your books from last year, looked at what your revenue was, and then you decided, okay, we want to grow X percent. That percent could be, you know, a couple points or we're buying some new equipment, we're hiring some new staff and we need to grow 30%. Uh, basically marketing helps your sales. Uh, so I'm going to show you a quick little temp, uh, little Excel spreadsheet. And actually, before I do that, let me, I'm going to share this in chat so you guys can play around with it. This is not high level, but it's just something to kind of get you thinking about marketing and what you need to be doing. Um, so this is basically, we're looking at uh, the spreadsheet. You can more than happy to jump on and, and download a copy of it yourself. Uh, just go to file, save, and you can do that. Uh, but basically what we're looking at is, let's say this is a residential paving and seal coating contractor. Uh, they've said their annual target is 4.5 million for 2020. Uh, they project that they're going to do $2 million in, they've already in referral business and repeat business or business that's already been sold in 2019. Um, and months in the season, now everyone's different. We have some people in Florida that are running 12 months, you know, 12 months a year. And then there's, you know, we have someone, I believe in Minnesota that I think their season's about seven and a half months. So you can put that, put it how many months in there that you run. Um, and then the next one, monthly revenue target for new business. Uh, this is how much revenue you need to generate, uh, in new business to meet your annual revenue goal. Uh, then we drive, jump down to what's your average, average project value. This is something that you should know. If you don't talk to your accountant, your accountant can probably pull those numbers out for you. And they might even be able to segment it out by commercial versus uh, residential if you're doing both. Uh, and then from there you need 40. So basically every month to meet your revenue goal, you need 42 new, new projects. Uh, that's a perfect world where you can close hundred percent of all the leads that you get. Now, your average lead conversion, 33%, um, some of you might be higher, some of you might be lower. If you have a sales process really dialed in, you can definitely you know, increase that number. If your sales process is horrible and you're just sending out an estimate with no follow-up, your number might be lower than that. But to get to the point is if you have a 33% conversion rate, you're going to need on over a course of eight months, you're going to need 125 leads. Uh, whether that's a phone, contact form, uh, however they get in touch with you, you're going to need 125 leads to be able to hit your, your revenue goal of 4.5 million. Uh, this is just, like I said, it's kind of high level to get you kind of thinking about, okay, where are my leads going to come from? So the other thing is you want to make sure that you're measuring your marketing efforts. Everything that we do as a company, well, almost everything that we do as a company can be measured. Uh, we can track the number of phone calls, the number of people who visit your sites, the number of contact forms. Uh, anything that you're doing offline needs to be tracked as well. This is a great way to be able to see what's working, what's not working, and what isn't working. You can cut that out, take that money, and then put it towards what's working and scale. Uh, that's the key thing to marketing is quickly finding out what doesn't work and what does, and then put that money to what works to scale. 
Uh, call tracking, you can use call tracking on your website, uh, also on your Google My Business, any of your citations and so forth. Uh, callrail.com is what we use. There's a bunch of other ones out there. They're pretty inexpensive. Uh, I want to say you're going to pay between $20 and $40 a month for a single business. Uh, custom links, uh, that basically is a link with a... Well, actually, when you clicked on here, you got a custom link that was a tracking link. It's basically a tracking link. Uh, you can use Google uh, Campaign Builder. Just search that and you can find that and you can create tracking links. That way you can use those uh, on any sort of advertising that you're doing, whether online or offline. Uh, then also you can use those in like citations and so forth. Custom landing pages. Those are great for if you're doing any sort of paid advertising or let's say you're doing some uh, advertising on uh, Angie's list or something like that, you can send the traffic to a custom landing page. One, it's gonna help convert your page, convert that traffic better. Two, it's gonna allow you to track the traffic to that page. And that way you actually have, you can see the, see the data. You don't have to worry about uh, contacting Angie's list or home advisor to get the data from it. Uh, and then the last one is phone to intake. The cheapest, easiest one to do is the question, how did you hear about us? Uh, it amazes me that people don't ask that. It is super easy to do. Uh, create a tracking sheet and basically make the tracking sheet available to anyone that answers the phone and just have them record that. That's probably the easiest thing to do. Uh, you're, then we're going to jump into your sales process. This is just really high level. Uh, typically, you're going to need for cold business, not a referral or a repeat business, but cold business someone that heard of you, but didn't say, oh yeah, we called you because Joe Smith, uh, excuse me for a second, that Joe Smith uh, referred me. You want to, uh, you're gonna need five to seven touches. And if you're a small business, creating those five to seven touches can be a time suck. Uh, automated sales automation, there's a lot of different things out there, constant contact, get response. But basically you set up a drip campaign of emails that you use to follow up after you provide a quote to, to the prospect. Uh, some of them will integrate with, with some of the uh, estimating software, some won't. Uh, they range in price from $20 a month up to $200 a month. So whatever, you know, whatever fits your budget and the number of and leads is gonna kind of determine what you're gonna need there. Excuse me for one second here. So we're going to jump into your website. Now, um, I look at a lot of websites through the course of a day, and some of them I see are fantastic, and some of them I see are a little scary. But the bottom line is your website is your marketing hub. Uh, regardless of what you're doing online or offline, your uh, most likely your potential customer is going to end up on your website at some point in time. Um, so you want to make sure that your website is set up for conversions. Marketing is hard enough to get people to your website. Uh, you want to do everything that you can to maximize the conversions of your website. Uh, the thing that I suggest is if you haven't looked at your website recently, do that today at some point in time, then look at your competitors. Then also I'd recommend looking at other asphalt or, or seal coating companies or whatever your, your business is outside of your area. So if you're in Kansas City, search Miami 
uh, seal coating company and look at some of those sites and just see what people are doing. Give you a good sense. But basically, it all everything that you do comes back to your website. And these are some of the different channels that we'll cover today as far as opportunities for you to advertise it with. So I'm going to, now I apologize, we have a site in development that we were gonna have done uh, for this presentation, but we had to move it because of the National Pavement Expo. And uh, so I put together a crude mock-up, but we're gonna kind of look at uh, a, a rough mock-up of what the key elements are that you need to have your site convert. So we're going to go, this is, I put this together last night, so bear with me, but we're going to go through this real quick. Uh, you have your call to action. So call for a free estimate. Your company branding is important. Um, your social profiles. If you don't use social profiles, like if you're not active on Twitter or you're not active on YouTube, don't put them in there. Uh, it's just a, it's a waste. Uh, you don't want them to look deserted. Your unique selling proposition, what makes your company unique compared to ABC paving company down the road? Uh, have you been in have you been in business for 30 years or 20 years, whatever it is? Do you offer an extended warranty? Um, do you have uh, do you offer a unique service like stamped uh, stamped asphalts, things along those lines? Uh, a really nice call to action for requesting a free estimate right here so this will take you to an intake form uh reviews social proof social proof is is big uh and we'll jump we'll talk about reviews later on but reviews and social proof are huge uh some you know some can some text about your company and so forth then you want to have uh you want to have your services and if you only do commercial, if you only do residential, you put that somewhere on your site, that's going to help people from calling you that are not good fits for you. The next thing is video. I'm a huge fan of video. I think videos can put a name with a face. Obviously you can see my face now, uh, whether you like it or not, <laughs> but anyways, uh, videos. And the other thing too is videos are super easy to, to shoot. Everyone thinks, Oh, I got to go through this big production. No, all you need is a cell phone and a microphone. You can go pick up a, a microphone. The microphone I'm using today was 20 bucks at Best Buy. Uh, stand in front of a stand in front of one of your trucks, your paver, your tank, whatever it is, and just say hi. This is Bill Smith from ABC Paving. We've been servicing Chicago for 30 years. We look forward to working with you. Throw a couple other things in there, and you're good to go. Uh, I think videos are great and it's definitely, well, YouTube's the number two search engine. So I think you should definitely have that. Uh, and then you have another intake form where people can reach out. So you want to basically have as many calls to actions as possible. Also, if you can set up text messaging, a lot of uh, the younger generation are, you know, big on texting. I know that's probably not most of your demographics, but eventually it's going to be to that point. The other thing is, use real photos don't use stock photos uh take pictures of your team the other thing that's really good is before and after photos i know that you know a black asphalt parking lot isn't that sexy but if you you know of a dilapidated one and then after you've done a uh, 
repave or you seal coated it, it looks good. People seeing that you're doing quality work. So before and after photos are really good. The other thing I'd say is, let me get back to the presentation, is live chat. Uh, if you have a someone in your office that can facilitate live chat that is at their desk most of the day, uh, I would say do live chat. Uh, if you're out and about and you don't have someone that can actually do, can facilitate live chat, don't implement it. Uh, there's nothing more annoying than getting a live chat pop-up box and then no one's there. Uh, so that's kind of a, depending on, on your situation, it may be a good idea, it may not. So we're going to continue on here. Uh, these are some technical items that we need to also look at is having a fast loading website. You can test that. So there's a link there. Uh, if you just search mobile friendly or uh, page speeds insights, you can check and see how fast your site loads. Uh, you want to kind of target it for 50 to 50 on mobile, a minimum of 50 on mobile and a minimum of 80 on desktop. Uh, the key thing is, is a lot of people, most of your traffic nowadays is going to come from mobile. I believe about 60% of it's mobile. Uh, this is huge because you never know the connection that someone has on a mobile. So if it takes too long to load your site, they're going to click back and go on to the next site. So loss opportunity there, uh, something that's usually pretty easy to fix. The other thing is you want to make sure that your, your site is mobile friendly. Um, you know, most of your site's been developed in the last uh, three to four years. Most likely it is, but you can use one of Google's mobile friendly tests. Uh, that'll show you it takes two minutes to run and you'll be good to go. Uh, SSL certificate. What an SSL certificate is, is when you type in HTTPS and actually let me uh, go to here real quick. And the HTTPS and you have the padlock. Now, I know that most of you aren't collecting collecting information, sensitive information. However, depending on what browser you're using, uh, you could get a big red X of saying the site's not secure. The common public may think that your site's hacked and click back. A SSL certificate is relatively inexpensive depending on your hosting company it actually might uh, be included with your hosting plan. Uh, I know GoDaddy, I think, sells them for like $30 a year. Kind of expensive in my opinion, but it's definitely well worth it. Uh, the other thing is, is look at your website on your phone. Make sure that you have click to call. Uh, so anywhere there's a number, uh, your phone number, if you push on it, does it pop up with a click to call? Uh, update your content on a somewhat regular basis. This is good to... Uh, this is good for a couple of reasons. One, it shows that your site's not just vacant. Uh, I can't tell you how many sites that I've landed on where it looks like it hadn't been updated and makes me question, is this is the company still in business? Things along those lines. Also, content uh, is great for using to advertise on different social media platforms. We'll get into that here in a few minutes. Uh, the other thing, this is kind of a little pet peeve of mine, but also sort of important, but make sure you have the correct uh, copyright in the footer. Uh, I've, if you have 2014, you probably definitely want to update that. Um, then also you want to make sure there's no broken links so that doesn't impede the, uh, the user experience. 
uh, broken link checker, I think it's brokenlinkchecker.com. We'll scan your site and let you know if there's any broken links. Uh, also broken links to images and so forth. Just those are some really easy things that you can fix to make sure that when someone lands on your site, it's a good experience for them. Okay, we're gonna jump into reputation. Excuse me for a second. And I love this quote by, quote by Warren Buffett. It takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. Think about it before, uh, if you think about it, you'll do things differently. Um, the uh, Whether you like it or not, uh, customers are going to leave reviews about your company online. And while we know that some of these like Yelp, uh, I'm not a big fan of Yelp and their practices, but unfortunately that's just part of how it is. Uh, start off by Googling your company name. And if you have a generic company name, make sure you put the city and state modifier in there and see what shows up on the first page. Before someone's gonna write you a check for five, 10, $100,000, they're gonna do some due diligence on you. And they're going to search your brand and see what other people are saying about you. Uh, so search your comp search your name, see what the first 10 results are. If you were and put yourself in the prospect's mind, if I were to search this company and I saw, you know, at spot three, there was a ripoffreport.com or there was a better business bureau uh, negative review, things like that. You want to see what your reputation looks like. Uh, Next, you want to start, if you don't have reviews or you have a limited number of reviews, you want to start tr actively trying to get reviews. I would definitely focus Google as your primary focus. Then I would do Facebook, especially if you're doing, if you do uh, residential. Uh, Angie's List, Home Advisor, those are other two ones I would recommend. I'm not a big fan of Yelp. Uh, I don't see a lot of people on Yelp looking for asphalt contractors. However, I will say if you have negative reviews on Yelp, you probably want to address that and try and get some positive ones on there. Um, there are some software services out there that can help you get more reviews. Uh, BirdEye, Podium, Get Five Stars, a couple other ones. We use uh, Get Five Stars for our clients. Uh, it's They have a white label program. It's cost effective and it works as well as the other ones. Uh, the other thing too, is if, if you're in the office and you're working on your business and not in your business, uh, which is what I hope you're doing, uh, you're not going to be out in the field every day seeing what your crews are doing. Uh, so reviews give you some, give you some business intelligence to make sure that, you know, your crews are doing or doing what you want and representing your company in the way that you would like them to represent your company. So, you know, have bill with a tamper out tampering down Mrs. Jones flowers. Uh, so you can use these to, to basically find out if your crews are doing well. Uh, and then also you can use them to, if you see a trend of something negative happening, it allows you to, you know, work through that and come up with some processes in place. Uh, respond to all reviews, negative or positive. Now I know you're going to get some crazy clients out there. I get it. And they're going to write some asinine review for you. And you're going to want to go and just flame the crap out of them. Uh, what I suggest that you do is write your review or write your response back and then walk away and don't post it, walk away and then come back the next day and look at it after you've had time to calm down and rewrite the review. What you want to do is basically, you know, 
if if they have valid concerns, uh, you know, point those out and say we'll work with you on them. Uh, or if they're crazy, then try and move it offline as soon as possible. You're writing you're writing response to a negative review for two reasons. One is to try and get this person off, get them offline, so that they're not going to start writing negative reviews everywhere. And the other thing is is marketing potential for potential customers when they go through and start reading reviews, uh, which I'll jump into this bright local study. Bright local is a, a um, software that is for internet marketers. They've been doing a study, I think for about the last eight years where they basically do surveys about how often people read reviews and so forth. Um, so just a couple key points, you can read, read the entire, uh, read the entire study at that, URL there, which I'll actually, uh, side note, uh, I'll be sending a link out to a replay of this. And I also have all these links in there so you can look at those at your leisure. Uh, but 90 cons- 90% of consumers use the internet to find local businesses. And I think 54% of consumers use the internet on a daily basis to find local businesses. Not a big surprise there. But what is interesting to me is 82% of consumers re- re- read online reviews for local businesses. That number actually keeps increasing year over year. Even with all the the negative press about reviews and Yelp and Google, people still look at these, they still trust them, they're still very important. And the one that I really was a shocker to me is 97% of people read business owners' responses to reviews. So going back to and going back to respond to all reviews, they want to see that you're a real business owner that cares about that is you know is cares about the customer and that's why they're looking at those reviews so i strongly strongly recommend you take a minute and respond to reviews a positive review all you got to say is thanks we appreciate working with you we look forward to working with you in the future super simple um schedule 20 minutes a week uh to do that and you and you'll be just fine Okay. Now we're going to jump into some of the different channels that you can utilize on the internet to increase your business. Uh, Search engine optimization, SEO. Um, This is my passion. This is where I got started in internet marketing. Uh, I think it's a fantastic channel. Uh, Again, these are high level things. Basically, SEO is getting your site to show up in the first page of Google results. Uh, statistic, 90% of people do not go past the first page of Google results. Uh, I'm not going to read through all of this in sake of time, but I will definitely give you my slide deck. Uh, but the great thing about SEO is you can get continuous free traffic. You can position your company as an authority. Uh, and the great thing about it is your cost per lead over time will decrease. Uh, so depending on where you start out, if you're on page five and you have a lot of work to do, your cost is going to be higher. But as, once you get onto page one, your cost per lead is going to be substantially lower. Uh, the downfall with it is SEO takes time. Uh, it's not it's not instantaneous. Uh, a good SEO campaign can take at a minimum of three months uh, all the way up to a year. It kind of depends on your market space and the competition and also depends on where your website is currently. Uh, so if you're considering SEO, 
I would say start now or soon so that it'll put you in a good position for the upcoming season. Uh, the other downfall is there's algorithm updates. And so you could be in position one for a year or two, and then Google changes how it grades, how it basically grades websites. And you could be bumped down to position 10, which the traffic between position one and 10 is actually substantial. Some tips, these are some high level. There's uh, a lot of different resources online as far as you, if you wanna go about this yourself. Uh, the first one is claim your Google My Business. Uh, that is the number one thing that you should do. It helps create brand and then also it helps you be able to show up in Google Maps where there's a lot of traffic there. Uh, you want to include your keywords in, in your title, which is uh, basically if you're you know paving or at, you know, paving or seal coding and then the city that you're serving for that page. Uh, unique content. So if you're serve, if you're trying to target multiple cities, you want to create a page for every city that you're trying to target. However, you want to make sure that that the content on that page is unique. Uh, and then also going back to videos, you want to make sure that you keep, you know, keeping people on your site is a good ranking factor. So if you have some videos that'll keep them on your site longer, potential for uh, converting. Uh, citations, the citation is basically any place on the internet where your company name, phone number, address, and sometimes website is listed. So uh, Angie's List, uh, Yelp, BBB, uh, Yellow Pages, and so forth. Those are citations. You want to make sure that those are that those are uh, are correct and consistent across the board. You want to update your content at least once a month. There's a freshness factor that Google looks at as far as is the site well maintained? Are they updating content? And then also the content we can utilize that in some social media as well. And building links. Building links is basically creating authority for your site. That in itself can be a, a two-hour presentation. But if you have questions about link building, shoot me an email or give me a call, and I'll be more than happy to kind of talk through with you on that one. Okay, and then uh, we're pay-per-click advertising PPC. And I should have mentioned that pay-per-click and SEO, they go hand-in-hand. Hand. I always advise if your budget allows you to do it, do both at the same time. Uh, pay-per-click is going to give you leads relatively quickly. Um, cost per lead is going to be higher, but it's going to, you can use that data to help, uh, help with your SEO campaign. So if you're running in multiple cities, you can basically see, okay, people in, if you say you serve St. Louis and Kansas city, and you're running a PPC campaign in St. Louis and a PPC campaign in Kansas City, and you find out that your Kansas City traffic converts better, then you can take your SEO campaign and focus your efforts on Kansas City to get your stuff going. Uh, basically, with PPC, you have a, a static cost per lead. Uh, your lead cost, depending on what your keyword is and the location, 9 to $30. Uh, but once you get it dialed in, you're going to have a pretty static cost. Uh, it's great if you're rolling out a new service, say you bought a new striper and you want to start doing striping, you can basically roll, start, uh, start running ads for that and start getting jobs for that relatively fast. And like I said, they're quick results. It takes us about four days to set up a PPC campaign. Um, 
So, you know, in about five days, you can start getting phone calls for, for whatever services that you're looking for. The cons to it is this limited exposure because you're basically limiting the number of keywords that you're, you're looking for. Uh, when you stop the ads, the leads stop coming in. Um, you get a limited amount of clicks because the ads on are, have about a four and a half percent on average of four and a half percent click through rate. So people have kind of developed ad blindness to the top of Google. Uh, so you're, you're going to see less clicks than if you're in spot one through three organically. The other thing is PPC is actually really difficult to set up. Um, I don't personally do it. Uh, one of, we have someone that does that in house for us. It's uh, I've set them up before, but to actually set up a PPC campaign and to dial it in so that you're getting the best cost per click takes a lot of work and a lot of knowledge. Uh, so it's definitely, definitely one of those things that you really want to have kind of an expert do. And there are companies out there, we do it, but there's also other companies out there that do it as well too. Okay. Uh, a few tips. These are things that I've seen out in the wild. Use a dedicated landing page. Uh, one, it's going to help your conversion. Uh, two, it's going to help your cost per click lower. Three, it's going to help your tracking as well. You don't want to be sending people who are looking for seal coding to an asphalt page. So for every service and every location that you're trying to trying to run a campaign for, you want to have a landing page. Uh, use negative keywords. Negative keywords are basically things that you don't want to so show up in search. Uh, so if you don't want to show up for cheap asphalt contractor, you can put in a negative keyword of cheap. As you, as you get data about your campaign, you can see what does convert, what doesn't. Things that don't convert, you want to put those into your negative campaign. Uh, the other thing is only run ads when someone can answer the phone. If you're nine to five or eight to five, don't run ads at, mid at middle of the night because most of the likely people aren't going to leave a message for you. Uh, the other thing is I recommend brand jacking. If there's someone in your, uh, in your market that does a lot of advertising that has a really strong brand, like a, a 1-800 asphalt guy or something along that lines, start, start running campaign, running a PPC campaign so that you show up above them. Uh, the clicks are usually cheaper than, you know, usually you can get those clicks for like a dollar or two piece. Uh, those are those are really a great way to get traffic quickly. The other big thing, sufficiently fund your your campaigns. Uh, I can't tell you how many people I talked to said, "Oh, AdWords doesn't work." And I, my first question is, "Well, how much did you spend?" And they say two hundred dollars to run a solid PPC campaign. You're going to want to spend between one thousand to three thousand dollars. That number can go up if you're targeting multiple cities or multiple services. But you can't, if you were only running a very limited budget, you're going to get limited amount of data back. That's not going to let you adjust your campaign to optimize it for the best cost per click. Uh, test your mobile landing pages. I've, you know, depending on how your site's set up, if you don't have, if you're running an MDOT or something like that, you want to make sure that your, that your pages work well on mobile as well. And make sure they load fast too. There's nothing worse than, spending $8 for a click and then having someone click back because your page doesn't load. Uh, have compelling text for your ads. I recommend uh, if you can't come up with ad content, look at what other people are doing in different cities. Then also look at roofing, start doing searches for roofing contractors and plumbing contractors. 
those guys spend a lot of money on PPC and they have their really dialed in campaigns. And the other thing, look at large sample sizes. This goes back to your sufficiently funding your campaign. Um, you don't want to look at things on a granular level. You want to look at things on a holistic level. So you want to look at things in 30 day increments. Now, obviously you can adjust your campaign every week or so, but you want to look at data that gives you a bigger sample size because depending on the markets you serve, you may not be getting a lot of traffic at the beginning of the month and you may get a lot of traffic at the end of the month for whatever reason, but you want to make sure that you have adequate uh, data to be able to make some good decisions. All right. Brand building. I love brand building. Brand building is basically kind of keeping, trying to keep your your company top of mind uh, for anyone who's interested in your services. Uh, Facebook and Google, Facebook calls it retargeting, Google calls it remarketing. It's basically the same thing. Uh, what it is is if you visit a visit someone's website that has uh, remarketing set up, uh, a cookie's dropped on their browser, and then what happens is the ads your ads start following people around. Uh, it's really inexpensive and it's a great way to get people back to your website to get them to convert. Uh, it, there, you can run rebrand, uh, remarketing campaigns for about ad spend about $200 a month. And then from the, and those are kind of almost lights out campaigns. So once you set them up and you get them running, yeah, obviously you wanna kind of keep monitoring them, but you don't have to, sit there and tweak them as much as, as PPC campaigns. Uh, so I strongly recommend that you start doing those. I think that will help create some brand awareness about, about your company. Uh, the other one, YouTube pre-roll ads. Now a pre-roll ad is if you're on YouTube and you click to see a video and then there's that five second uh, commercial and then you have the skip button, highly annoying. I get it, but YouTube is the second largest search engine. So there's a lot of traffic on YouTube. Uh, you can use YouTube pre-roll ads to use it for remarketing as well. Uh, so I really recommend if you have videos, start using those in remarketing. And then local markets, this can be sponsoring a, a school or a baseball team that has a website anything that has a brand awareness, uh, whether it could be a local home magazine, those things, those are great ways to build your brand, to build customer awareness of your brand. Uh, so those are some really simple ways to get going. There's some more advanced things, but that will get you, get you rolling there. Social media. I love and hate social media. Uh, it kind of it's it's been oversold. What's what really happened well was Facebook back in the day when they started letting businesses have business page, they gave you a hundred percent reach. So if you had a thousand followers, every time you posted a uh, posted on social media, your thousand followers would uh, see your message, which was fantastic. Uh, but basically, what they did is over time they've decreased your reach. Uh, right now, I think it's like five to ten percent of your followers will actually see your message when you post. Uh, so I think it's a great, great venue and it's a great opportunity, but I think it comes down to what we do with it is retargeting and then also boosting posts. Uh, so if you write a nice blog article about 
10 ways to preserve your driveway in the harsh uh, Minnesota uh, winters. And then you boost that post. I think it's a great brand building uh, opportunity. You can boost posts really inexpensively. And the thing that's nice about that is you can pick your, your geographic locations. So you can pick your service area and then also you can pick your demographics. So if your customer base is 40 and over, you can pick that. So you're not advertising to teenagers because obviously they're not going to be needing a paving contractor. Uh, Instagram, another one, uh, you can boost posts on there. It's great for before, like showing before and after work. Uh, make sure when you're doing that, you tag your photos with multiple tags, specifically like asphalt paving, and then also your city and state that you're working in. Uh, the other thing is you want to follow local businesses that will help. Hopefully they'll follow you back, expand your reach. Uh, so there again, and the thing with Facebook and Instagram is you post on one, you can automatically have it post on the other one. Uh, so LinkedIn. Now, if you're doing a lot of commercial work and you want to con connect with property owners, HO, HOA management companies, LinkedIn is probably the place that you want to spend a lot of time marketing yourself, join different groups. Uh, have a, I actually have a blog post on, on how to use link leverage LinkedIn to, uh, to grow your business, but join the groups, participate in the groups. Don't go into a group and try and start selling right away. Cause you're going to get yourself banned from the group. Uh, YouTube there again, it's second largest search engine. Start putting content on YouTube, time-lapse uh, videos of paving a driveway, time-lapse videos of seal coating, time-lapse videos. Those are fantastic. The other thing is they're good educational tools so that if a customer doesn't understand what, what's going to happen, you can send them a link and say, here's a time-lapse of how, what we're going to do to your driveway. Uh, we're going to, you know, peel, peel it off and lay down a new one. So those are, those are good multi-purpose things. And we're getting close, I promise. Uh, growing and repeat referral business. Uh, email. Email is, I know people hate email, but actually some of you that are sitting on the webinar right now uh, probably came here through an email that I sent out. Email is still effective. Uh, do a, a monthly newsletter. Doing the monthly newsletter keeps your brand in front of, of your past clients and potential clients. Uh, also you can use that to pitch your referral program. So if you're emailing to past clients and you're pitching a referral program, they may be able to provide you some leads as well too. Uh, if you have any holes in your schedule. So if you had, uh, say you had a, a, a big two week job that fell behind for whatever reason, um, or you lost it for whatever reason, and now you've got two weeks of open time, you can send out an email to, to your contact list and be like, Hey, we've got open time. We're running a special for this or whatever, what, however you want to pitch it, but it's a good way to be able to, to keep your equipment going and keep your crews busy. Uh, the other thing too, that people don't give a lot of, a lot of thought to is depending on what your exit strategy is with your company. If you plan on selling your company at some point in time, having an active email list is an asset that you can include in, in the sale of your company. And if I were potentially looking at buying an asphalt company, that would be one of the questions I have because I would like to be able to start marketing to that list and growing business fast with that. Uh, newsletters, print's not dead. And I love printing as I was in it for so long, but you can do a quarterly newsletter. Uh, eight page, you can do those relatively inexpensive. There again, you're creating your brand awareness and you're also pitching your referral program. Um, the big thing is you don't, when you're doing these, these uh, newsletters, whether it's email or print, 
put content in, that's in, interesting uh, to them. Don't go into technical specs about uh, compacting asphalt. Now, obviously, if your your market is that, I would say so. But if you're working with residential or you're working with smaller commercial, they don't care about that. But you know, you can come up with. Uh, a bunch of different content on on getting your house ready for winter, getting your house ready for summer, um, safety tips, uh, ADA compliance uh, tips for for part for for strip malls and things along those lines. So there's a lot of content that you can create and that you can use for for your uh, email and newsletters. And a lot of times you can take your blog post that you've written because you're updating your blog once a month, right? Or you're updating your content once a month, right? You can take that content and reutilize it into your email newsletter. So just because you write one piece of content doesn't mean it only has to live in one spot. You can use it in multiple places. Uh, like I said, email, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and all those different places. So make sure when you're writing content, you're distributing it in different places. <laughs> and let me see. Paper lead. I'm not a fan of paper lead, but... Uh, paper lead would be something like uh, Angie's List, uh, Home Advisor, uh, ads on on uh, Yelp, things like that. Uh, also, third parties that actually just go out and sell leads. Um, I'm not a fan of them, but I think they have their place. If you're doing everything else really well and you still need more leads, you're going paper lead might be viable for you. Uh, the problem with them is is the conversion rate on them are typically typically low, uh, specifically like if they're coming from a, a contact form. You want to, if you're going to do this, make sure you are staffed appropriately. So I know that uh, Home Advisor they send their leads via email. You have about 15 minutes to respond to that lead, or it's going to go cold. And the other five asphalt companies that were included on that email have already reached out to them. The other thing too is those kind of leads that are super cold, you want to make sure they know no they know nothing about your brand uh, because they're coming in from a third party site or most likely they know nothing about your brand. You're going to want to follow up with them and follow up with them until they say no. So have a drip campaign ready to go that you can put them in your in your funnel and keep funneling until you finally until they unsubscribe or until they actually say no. All right, that actually wraps it up, and I'm at 53 minutes, but we had two minutes of technical difficulties. Uh, I went over a lot of things today. A lot of it was high level. Uh, I am offering, if you're interested in a free marketing strategy session, uh, I'm offering that at no cost. Basically, what we'll do is we'll take a holistic view of what you're, what you're currently doing, and we'll identify any gaps of where you're any gaps that you have in your marketing now will provide you kind of a game plan of what uh what you need to do what's your next best steps uh obviously we offer these services and if for some reason you don't want to do it and you want to consider partnering with us uh we'll see if that makes sense as well uh so there's uh when you when you actually get redirected to the pay to this next page once we close this out uh, there'll be a, a button where you can actually go ahead and uh go ahead and, and book a marketing strategy session it's half an hour uh, i think it's really valuable because you might be just saturated with information right now so i wanted to uh thank you for sitting through the, sitting through this i hope that you get some value i hope that you can take some at that some of the stuff i gave you has some actionable items 
Uh, hope that you do take action so that you can go through and crush your sales goals for 2020. Uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to uh, give me a call or shoot me an email. Um, I appreciate your time and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day.